Coming to you from Grandma's dorm room in Coffeeville, Kansas, you are listening to The Wrong Kind of Podcast. Hello, welcome to The Wrong Kind of Podcast. We have some special guests here today. Yancey's back. He's Ahoy. not that special. Yeah. Uh, but we got Quentin and Zachariah. How's you're, it going? You're the Earl now, right? Uh, yeah, I, I believe, believe I am an Earl. You're an Earl. and uh, Earl Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Yes. And you've brought uh, Quentin, the uh, bass master of Southeast Kansas, right? That's right. Oh, yes. that's very kind. Yes. Very kind. Well, he's the Thunder kind of God. Master. Oh, Thunder God! <laughs> I was uh, listening to a little bit of Detroit Rock City on the way here, so and I'm going there next week. So I'm imagining in my head what that's like, you know, a well, high speed going... car crash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, going to Detroit. Yeah, so you know that the uh, Kiss Alive, the video that you see, you know, Detroit Rock City and all that shit, mm-hmm. was filmed in the building that I'm actually in, but. They've changed everything to where it's no longer a venue. Now it's just a bunch of assholes and, uh, you know, pol- polos Ugh. and uh, going to a convention. Ah, yeah. nerds. Yeah, pretty much nerds. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Let's get those nerds. And you can uh, buy like a $15 chicken sandwich at the uh, snack bar. It's not a bad sandwich, but I'm not sure it's worth $16. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have brought some Pabst Blue Ribbon. This is my first Pabst Blue Ribbon. It, it tastes pretty much like a beer. It it is very much like a beer. It's pretty it's close. Just, uh, honestly, I thought it was going to be something. I figured sparks were going to shoot out of my ass or something. I didn't know. Yeah. Give it time. Give oh, it time. <laughs> <laughs> you drink enough? Oh, I understand. Now. Okay, that's, that's great. No, uh, you know, it's just been. What, you're looking for a cheap beer. It's you know, it's uh, it's on the cheap end. I know. I know. Last time we were on, I told this story, but the whole reason that I I've stuck with that shtick of we're the Paps band was just you know whenever I was young and impressionable, my dad told me that if you ever saw another musician drinking Natty Light or Paps Blue Ribbon, that's a respect respect them because that's a hardworking musician because they're broke as hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. So naturally, whenever I started drinking beer, I was like, oh, I'm a hardworking musician, you know. Right. <laughs> We're the working man's band, Edge Over Edge. Yeah, That's I was, was going to say. For the brand. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. introduce yourself. <laughs> I hadn't uh, got that far yet. Oh, That's all right. We'll jump in there and promote ourselves. You don't have to worry. Man, that's cool. <laughs> so what else has been going on in the world of uh, high finance and uh, musical adventures? Wow. Uh, a lot of uh, renovation to our jam pad right now. Is that mm-hmm. the one, the new secret location? The secret location. So what are you guys doing to it? Uh, we just finished uh, mud and taping it, and for like the last week, I've been painting interior. So, were you helping the old timer redo that amp? No, no, that was his own uh, personal mission. So that was. No, I'm a, not a, a musical expert here, but wasn't that an orange brand? Mm-hmm. Yes, and he just completely redid it with the the new Tolek. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he he uh cool. tore he bought it used and it came with like this kind of god awful looking uh camo. Oh, it was so uh, gross. Tolex on it. 
It and is, um, the environment that it was in, like they smoked all the time, like indoors, and oh, yeah. so it just, it just reeked. Tolex yeah. is the uh, material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, that's it's a form of a pleather, isn't it? Right, it's right. So he yeah he told tore that off, totally sanded it down or redid it so it looks like it's brand new original. It's pretty badass. I think I want to buy one just sit around and people think I'm cool. Oh, they're yeah, they're slick. Yeah, they're yeah. Slick. He's got he's got the that's just the speaker cabinet and he's got um, the. Oh, I forget the model of the amp, but I, I think it's just a rock verb, a rock verb fifty maybe. I know I was the but, one that uh, helped him find it. Yeah, so. but it's it's got like it's just a one channel amp, and it just sounds killer. It just sounds killer. It doesn't matter how you set up that thing, more gain or less gain. It just sounds yeah I know freaking great. Nothing about what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I'm that, kind of that was out my contribution gear, to the project was helping him find the amp. Oh, okay. So. Well, it looks cool. Yeah. So shout out to Matt, our singer guitar player, if he's listening. Uh, oh, he I'm will. Sure, I'm sure that he is. He will. Yeah. This is a he high importance. Be. He's got to make yeah. sure we don't fuck it up. So right, because he yeah. couldn't be here this time. <laughs> got any gigs coming up? Um, I seen you advertising something, but I didn't think it was you. Well, yeah, we are. We're putting on a, sh- a little shindig. Uh, it's we're calling it Spring Fling. You were gracious enough. Uh, at WKOP to sponsor our end of summer bash last year. Yes. We really appreciate that. We're going to do that again next year, but we decided we wanted to do a uh, something this spring, a little more low-key than that, not yeah. such a big freaking deal, but uh, we wanted to utilize that outdoor space at my place in Cherryvale for a show in the evening um, this spring, which hopefully it'll be nice out again, but... Uh, this is more not uh, not hard rock and metal. It's more like, um, how would you describe? Like m- more uh, indie rock slash blues rock. Yeah. Um, not quite as heavy. Funkadelic rock. So um, it's going to be three bands. Well, first, let me just start from the beginning here. Let me pull up my little flyer. Spring Fling at My Place <laughs> Bar in Cherryvale, Kansas. It is going to start, or it's going to be May 6th, Saturday, May 6th, starting off at 7 o'clock. I remember now. I remember the date now. Yeah. Okay. And I got a story. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, it's going to start off with uh, Tracy and the Time Travelers from Independence, Kansas. They are a great band. They do a lot of uh, like 60s, 70s style mm-hmm. rock music. That gal um, can sing, man. Uh, yeah, I think Fleetwood Mac kind of stuff um, oh yeah very very talented uh if you've ever heard the band flosion is basically flosion who were our instrumental progressive rock gods they're amazing musicians but it's them uh playing more mellow music with uh with tracy lum who's a fantastic singer is tracy so. part of flosion she's not part of flosion not yet I keep not pushing. yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe if we say it enough it'll happen but uh Manifest. So they're going to kick things off, um, and if that wasn't good enough, then one of my one of my favorite bands, just I, I want to say favorite uh, unsigned bands, but just one of my favorite bands. I think they're called the Science of, okay, out of Joplin, Missouri. All right. And if you don't know them, check them out. Oh my God, the Science of, 
Um, I'm sure you can find them on YouTube and and Spotify and all the all the things. All the things. But uh, they just have a really cool indie rock sound. Uh, again, female vocalist that is just uh, so like there's no pretense in in her voice or her singing. It's just pure, you know, emotion, and they, it's just they so just good. Have fun. You know, yeah, it's fun. like every time I watch them, I'm like, God damn it! And it's like emotional music. Like they, it's just I don't know how to describe it. You just have to listen to yourself. Do yourself a favor and check out the science of if you like guitar-driven music. Like I said, it's not super heavy, but it's just it's so good. We've it's had so good. them. We've had them on the podcast a couple times, and they're they're great people yeah, too. They're good. People. They really are. Same with Tracy and the guys. They're they're great. They're good friends of ours. And then uh, closing out the show from Independence is going to be the Caddy Wampus Band. That's actually the band I've started playing with. Um, That's the Funkadelic Rock. You said yeah. you started <laughs> playing with? Yeah. Yeah. This will be my first show with the guys. Now, we set this up before I started playing with them. So we didn't <laughs> set them up as the headliner. <laughs> it's a conflict of interest. Right. Mm. It may seem that way at first glance, but I assure you that this was that was For not that part day, of the deal. He's kicked out of the band, so don't worry. And <laughs> he's no longer a member of Edge Over Caddy Wampus does. Seen this man. They do uh, mostly original music, and it is like, like 70s blues funk. Um, it's like, I would say quite like, an original sound, something you don't hear every day these days. It's like a full sound of black keys, but make it funky. You know, like that's the best way I can describe yeah, it. Cool, right on. So, just fun, just fun, uh, so fun. Well, oh that, my music. god, that it, band's the first band. Well, that's the band that I first saw you because Megan hosted them out here at the park, and uh, you showed up with Crystal. That's that was my um, first uh, probably glimpse so. of you, probably okay. 2016, maybe early 17. <clears throat> Actually, I think it was when at the food truck festival. Yeah, no, I I played that. I don't think Ka- if Caddy played there, I wasn't there for them. I was there for us. I think that was one of our first shows. Was it not? Was it Command or was it? I think it was Command because that right, didn't sound familiar yeah. to me. My band Command. I don't think she did must she have played Command. That. I thought she had, uh, hell, she's in the house. I guess we could ask her, but I thought it was Caddy Wampus, and uh, I don't remember, dude. You weren't playing. You were just out in the crowd supporting whoever was playing with your uh, lady love. Maybe that's that's right. Maybe, I don't know. I've drunk a lot of PBR since then. It happens. Shot sparks out of my ass, everything. Maybe maybe that's it. I remember being there. 24 hours later. It was a good time. (laughs) Sparks will fly. Yeah, so basically what it comes down to is you and the uh the boy band from here in town, Project Revolution, uh you fuckers make dates on dates that I already have shit going. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I man. literally just two weeks ago bought tickets to a concert for May the sixth in Wichita. Mm. And it's a it's a show that I'm going to for my wife, not me. So, you know. You can go see. We'll, we'll forgive you. I'm gonna fuck up the name. That's how bad it is. Oh. Uh, Pecos and the rooftops mm-hmm. and rooftops. Yeah, Pe- Pecos and the rooftops and the rooftops. Yeah. It looks to be like some kind of. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna get some jean shorts and boots. So I think it's that kind of a deal. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It will be. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, wife somehow digs them now. Suddenly, I don't know why. The last uh, show she wanted to go to was the one that we went to. Weekend before last, which was uh, Alter Bridge, Mammoth, and uh, Pistols at Dawn, and suddenly she wants to go to this, and I, I thought, well, I'll check them out. You know, I listened to it. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. 
I'm not a not a not a fan of country, but uh, I'm just going up there and gonna drink some beer and have a good time. So. Yeah, I bet you'll have a good time, man. There's Fine. something about live music. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, even if it's not your favorite. Yeah, even thing. shitty bands can sound good live. Oh yeah, know? yeah, we count on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, You've got a pretty good track record so far. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's we're going up there to the Cotillion, which probably been my favorite venue to see music at i wish it wasn't so far away but uh i guess it ain't yeah. that far really just a couple hours but it, that is a cool venue though for sure i've sure always wanted to play that venue it is cool as hell man mm-hmm. i mean i've seen chevelle there and cedar and papa roach i mean it's a pretty good show yeah pretty good time that'd be tight well um you won't be able to make the spring fling okay that's okay but the next weekend uh, we are going to play. Edge the Over Edge is going to play. Weekend. Yeah, on uh, on my birthday, May thirteenth, we're actually going to play at the Cherry Blossom Festival in Cherryvale. I think uh, we at might, Logan Park. I think we might bring the fam. What time is that? Oh, do we know what time we're playing? We it's going to be in the afternoon. Yeah, we got the specifics for the spring fling. We didn't count on that. Yeah, I'd, man. I can ask real quick. All right, show up. We'll, yeah, we'll figure that out. You guys but, looking for any equipment? I seen an auction this weekend. Oh, really? Hmm. Mm. It starts with a P and ends with a Y. PV. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, <laughs> I was like man, my mind went somewhere. There's a lot of words. Yeah, wow. there's a lot of words. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus. Yeah. Looking at me like, hey, you know I'm married, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you go to auctions for that? Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, In Thailand. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's like that meme that's like confused unga bunga. You know, the caveman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't mean. remember that one. Oh. Uh, Confucius. Yes, Confucius say. What's he say? Uh, man who goes to bed with stinky. You know, a man who goes to bed with itchy butt wake with stinky, stinky fingers. That's right. Oh. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes diarrhea like math problem. You need a pencil to work it out. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Right. Or uh, <laughs> writings on the wall by who flung Duke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yellow Streams by IP Freely. IP <laughs> Freely. I was at Walmart once and somebody called and paged uh, Vince Neal over the uh, intercom. <laughs> it was my buddy. He ha- he happened to know that I was in Walmart. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, Vince Neal? So what else you guys got going on? Anything on your mind this week? Oh, man. So much. So much. You been attacked by any dogs lately? Luckily, No. You bought it just a minute ago. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the dog. You're, you're vicious, all talking beast. The dog Almost knows. Me. He's a parcel pusher. <laughs> at the parcel at the, pusher. Parcel pusher. Yeah, Is that the, uh, yeah. the name of the episode? <laughs> parcel pusher. I like it. I think it is, yeah. We had the WKOP camp out last year. <laughs> <laughs> Willow was friendly to everybody yeah. that Except was coming up to the camp. Guy. She smelled mailman on Zach. Dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if it's like the glue on the envelopes. Right. Yes. Dogs know. It's, it's in his blood now. It's, he's handled it so much. Yeah. I don't know, man. I love dogs, too. It's not like I'm, you know, 
shouldn't be sensing any kind of like skittishness on my part. I'm like, I want to be friends with all the dogs, mm-hmm. but maybe they can smell all the drugs that are in the mail system. Is uh-huh. it is it true that they give you like like dog treats like in the event that no they no. they specifically tell us no, not they said, to do that. Fucking put some dirt in it. Get back to pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yeah, got some dog yeah. spray slinging. Yeah, we got dog spray and we got like these little air horns that are supposed to. Oh yeah. Finish your route and then the rabies vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I did get bit. That was scary. Like, um, yeah, getting bit scary as fuck. Well, dude. I, a German Shepherd ripped, whipped around a house and bit my calf. Like, pretty punctured it pretty good. And it, w- I was still in my probationary period, but it was one of those things. Like, it's out of nowhere. Never seen the dog before. They, they decided I was not at fault in any way. How would but you be at fault if the dog is working on your leg? Well, because if <laughs> you, you know, challenge the dog, <laughs> if you know that the do- that there's a, a dog in that area, you're not. They'll they'll try to pin it on you every time that you're not working safely, <laughs> you know. And then you got to fight it. Uh, dribbled uh, McDonald's down his leg. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did uh did get context that when we're playing. Um. So like Zach said, Saturday May thirteenth at six thirty p.m. at Logan Park, Cherryville, Kansas. Uh, yes. Um, but like Zach was saying, the, the spring fling is something that we're throwing on. We'll all be out there. I will have plenty of peepers and probably take my shirt off to Freebird or something. Maybe know, show yeah. the, uh, last yeah. band, your boobies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, I hope so. The, if Caddy plays the song about him working in a garden, I will, I'll come unglued. That's yeah, like well, one of my favorite songs. It's yeah. just such a jam. The gardeners. Yeah. Definitely. I, I love that song. It's hey, such a it vibe. cool. Have you guys uh, crossed path with the, uh, what's it? It's not Luther Door. What's the guitar builder? Uh, Luthier. The mm. new uh, famous Luthier up there. Have you crossed paths with him yet? Um, you know, uh, the guys in Caddy Wampus know him pretty well. Um, I haven't. I think I'm Facebook friends with him. Yeah. Um, he actually my, commented uh, about chickens on Kristen's deal the other day. Oh, yeah. That's one Mr. Randy Parsons, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Very talented dude. I have mm-hmm. checked out his pictures of his work. Man, he's made like, some awesome builds. That one that he built for uh oh uh Luther White Door. White Stripes guy. Luther Door. Oh, okay. Jack Sprague. Yeah, yeah Jack, Jack White. Jack White. Uh <laughs> nice. <laughs> he uh he built a really cool, I he think listens. like copper guitar for him, Ross. if I remember right. <laughs> that thing is awesome. Yeah, sweet. Hey, speaking of Jack White, you either one of you watch uh, American Pickers? Uh-uh. I have watched I, it I've before. Wa- yeah. I've watched a couple episodes. So but. you should probably Google it up. It's here recently. Jack White is on the show, and he's got the guys, excuse the shit out of me, going to look. It's called BBR because it's like burper. It's all the words of burp in there. <laughs> uh, he has them go find the trailer. He has... He has the uh, the truck, but it's a mobile uh, studio, and they actually used it to record part of uh, Kiss uh, Live, and uh, they they said all the things that they used to record with it. Anyway, he went and had him go find it, and he's he's uh, redoing this mobile trailer. Oh wow, that's awesome! At, at his third man records or whatever up there in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's really into the old. Uh, Saving the music kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. What you got over there, Yancey? Oh, I was looking up. I, I saw this thing in Jack White's studio a couple of years ago. He's got like a record press in there, and yeah. it's a booth. And you go in there and record, and it immediately presses the record after you get done. Yeah, they, they showed that on there. Wow. Yeah. That's like 
you guys ought to go to Detroit. I'll be up there next week. You'll meet us. Swing by and pretend to be you and Absolutely. maybe lay down a track. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Say Pabst Blue Ribbon like six times in it. So it's uh, it was launched by Jack White in Detroit, Michigan in 2001. And uh, it's now currently in Nashville. Um, he also has a record store. It's it's in the record store now. Um, wow. This record press. It's it's really neat. It's this just old booth. You know, it's almost like one of those uh, those portrait booths, like oh, a picture yeah. booth. You know, yeah. you just go in there and you pay your fee and you you make your record. It's pretty neat. That's actually really tight. Yeah. He seems like a, I don't know. Kind of a Renaissance guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't right his music. I don't whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really I'm kind of kind of the same. But got a um, couple of songs that are okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, the rest of it, I couldn't tell you what the hell he does. One that for the good or the bad, you know, the <laughs> is played at every oh, yeah. sporting event, oh, yeah. every you know monster truck rally, you know rodeo that you go to. Talk about the Seven Nation Army or whatever. Seven Nation Army. Am I yeah. wrong that he's invested quite a bit in Tulsa? You know, I was reading a while back. When, I uh, thought I heard something. When Parsons come to town, there was somebody said something about it on a comment or something. I got to looking at it. He supposedly does have a home there. Because Tulsa has kind of gotten this uh, rep of being like the new Austin. Like it's an up-and-coming thing. Hmm. What? Yeah. Hmm. People are calling it the new Austin. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Maybe a mini Austin. Uh, uh. But it does seem to have a little bit of steam rolling down there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, there's a bit of a music scene, but you know, I don't, I don't know that it's. I don't know if we're quite there to Austin yet. No. Although Austin seems to be maybe it peaked a while back. It's kind of like turned into L.A. now from everything I've heard. Yeah, they uh, stayed weird for too long. When you change their phrase, you can't go full weird. You what can't they, go full weird. What they change their? What they change their? <laughs> no, it, they still they still have the same phrase. What is their phrase? Stay weird. It is that. Yeah, it's the yeah. stay weird. Stay weird. Yeah. Oh fuck! It's over then. Yep. Yeah, you can't go full weird. So he you actually made Western educated industrialized. I don't remember. There's an acronym. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, is there an actually an acronym? No, not for that. I was gonna say. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. shit. You he know. actually People made talk a about thirty thousand dollar donation to the Outsiders House Museum. Wait, how much? Yeah, there we go. Thirty thousand. Wow. Yeah, that's the deal. Maybe I'm out of the algorithm again, but I haven't seen a lot of shit on it lately. Oh, I know what happened. I got rid of the old page, and I was following it on the old page. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Um, he also, in a recent Rolling Stone... Well, this this article's probably a couple of years old, I imagine, but... Uh, yeah, this is from 2021. Anyway, he, uh, he talked about in Rolling Stone how, why Tulsa is cool and talked about owning a house in Tulsa and how he likes playing there. So, hmm. yeah, he has a love for Tulsa for sure. Yeah, all right. Well, I, I wasn't full of crap. That's I, good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for fact-checking Yeah, man, no worries. I was I trying to back you up on that, Zach. I would have thought he'd be bigger fan of Wichita, because he puts that in that song, with Seven Nation Army. You yeah. Know? Oh, Does yeah. he have anything to do with Wichita, you think? Do the, hey, man, give me a second. He name drops it. You know, That's something right there. Maybe, like, you know, had a good time there once. Like, like 95% of, of this country never heard of Wichita up until that yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those that did are like, why the fuck is yeah, he I going heard about there? that Wichita lineman, but you know. Yeah, why is he going to Wichita? <laughs> what the fuck's in Wichita? <laughs> I've been there. I, I'm not putting Wichita down, but it, no, it, is, I, it is not my vibe, man. Despite. I, mean, I, I don't mind Wichita. I like. I really like the bars and I really like the music scene. It's been very welcoming anytime mm. that we've been there. That is true. That's very true. 
Everyone that we've met there within the music scene has been very, very cool with us. Yeah. Despite mentioning Wichita and Seven Nation Army, Jack White has never visited the city. <laughs> wow. That lying son of a bitch. <laughs> Harrison Ford's there once a year, though. So he is. You know, he is. I, he was just there a couple weeks ago. I would. <laughs> and there's a. Uh, I'd sell my soul if I could run into him just once. On change.org, there's actually a petition get Jack White to actually go to Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. They've never played there or anything, huh? He said he's going. He said he's never went, oh, to be true. fair. He's so. going to Wichita. That's right. Yeah, he never gave a time he, frame. Yeah, he didn't say when. <laughs> There's still a chance. You guys, are you guys car guys? Not really. I'm not. I'm really not. not really. I drove a Toyota Prius for like over a decade. So. That yawn was perfect timing then because <laughs> I asked you if you're car guys. No, I don't want to hear you. Oh, ah, lame. <laughs> Snooze fest, bro. Yeah. It's one of those things I have mad respect for uh, people that are knowledgeable in that way and are mechanically inclined and stuff like that. But, um, oh, I didn't well, because people you know. probably feel that way about you, too. And you well, start talking about instruments, people are like, oh, shit. You yeah, know, oh, yeah. Like, I feel I, the same. We all just geek out about different things, and, uh, and you can't be an expert on everything. So I just. I let car guys be car guys, and I I pay them get my get hard earned money to fix my stuff. Yes, yeah. that's the best way to do it. Honestly, well, I don't know if it's the best way, but I believe that it is. Okay, <laughs> for me especially, because I'll just fuck something else up, and it'll cost me more money. <laughs> no, what today in the uh, the car world, the Dodge Demons all over everything. Mm-hmm. They get mm. this, you know, that the Dodge Demon, the Hemi. This is it. 2003 this is it next year everything's all electric they're not doing it no more yeah yeah is over after this hmm. dodge held out as long as they could man they were the last of stuffing huge engines in cars so and they yeah. they yeah. went out with a bang they made a uh, street legal car with uh, over a thousand horsepower <laughs> so i mean you gotta <laughs> have a lot of money to buy it but it yeah. truly is street legal and runs eight seconds in a quarter mile which, which is, is nuts which is really nuts carries front wheels yeah so they're only gonna make like three thousand of them, Woo. but I'm sure that's a two hundred thousand dollar car before you even get a chance to buy it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The dealer markups on those, if if any dealers even get them, I mean, a lot of them are probably already spoken for. Or... Who got the first one last time? Wasn't it uh, Jay got one of them, right? Jay and uh, Leno and uh, yeah, the other guy, Tim Allen. Yeah, they're some wow. of the first ones that get those cars. Yep. Yeah, I'm pay sure. Pay big money for them. I'm sure. Jay Leno's loaded, man. Yeah. Oh. That thing about him never spending any of his Tonight Show money—that is real. He hasn't spent a dime of it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And he made a lot of that too. He made a lot of money. He said that uh, he's always raised up to uh, feel like he always needed a backup plan in case something went bad. Mm-hmm. Dude, you, you was on the Tonight Show for twenty some years. I think you did okay. But <laughs> yeah. I did hear a while back that maybe his wife was starting to do a little philanthropy. Maybe start yeah. to maybe spend a little bit of it. She's a huge philanthropist. They're, they're philanthropist, in their 70s, yeah. and they have no kids. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you can't take it with you at some point. And fuck, he's going to kill himself. He's burned himself yeah. in the last year, then had a motorcycle yeah, crash. Yeah, just a month and a half Shoot. ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. he Jeez. had an accident with gas. Yeah, he had an old steam car, and somehow something burned his face and neck. And then he... Crashed a car, wrecked a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Damn. A couple months later. I mean, he rides and works on the shit. Yeah. He doesn't just he like He was in that wreck with him. the uh, Hemi under glass. Yeah, flipped a car. Yep. My goodness. Calm down, Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah. The chin. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he needs to hold out before he gets that car. You hear about my my latest SD? You hear about that, guys? (laughs) The fucker's like 72, three years old. Yeah. He is not a spring chicken. Oh, speaking of not spring chickens, I watched uh, a little bit of uh, Stevie Nicks today, like some concert performances. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She she doesn't really have it anymore. She's 74. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does what she can. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Right? She sings better than I can, uh, but it just wasn't the you know. She's seventy four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was holding out for a uh, Fleetwood Mac concert, but when uh, Christy McVie passed, I guess that's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now she's out touring with uh, Billy Joel. Uh, Stevie Nicks is. Oh, really? Yeah, like they're doing a double bill kind of a thing, and. She'll come out and sing with him on a song, and he'll come out and sing with her on a song. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's neat. Yeah. I don't know what kind of a show that'd be, but, you know. My parents probably, not my parents, but my aunt probably love that. We went and saw Buckingham a few years ago. I yeah, I thought he still had his voice. There's no problem there. But her voice was already kind of raspy anyway. I mean, that's a, yeah. that'd be a hard voice to keep. Like that, you'd think. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. South Park called her the goat gal. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, it's rough. Lindsey Buckingham, he's a he's a really underrated guitarist, too. He is. Doesn't use a pick. He uses his fingernails, right? Yeah. I, he might use finger picks sometimes. I'm not sure. But, I mean, he's he's really good. A lot of He flies under the radar for a lot of people. He's one of those guys, unless you're kind of in the know, a lot of people kind of disregard his ability as a guitar player kind of like eric clapton a lot of people focus on a lot of clapton's more like marketable songs they don't really look at the skill on the stuff that is record filler Mm -hmm. so Mm. you know when you bring up clapton everybody's like wonderful tonight and and stuff like that they layla and, and stuff like that but if you listen to like uh clapton did an unplugged i think clapton might have actually done the very first mtv unplugged really? if i remember right and uh it's it's really good i like the later clapton stuff the 80s stuff uh what is it was it uh, Derek way. and the dominoes no or the, just clapton just clapton by himself? the uh shit oh uh and the way you use it and uh, uh after fore- midnight forever man i guess so yep i like the 80s stuff it's good shit 80s had really good music yep i think so I mean, it's my era, I suppose. When you yeah. think of 80s music, who do you think of first First off? I mean, just knee-jerk reaction. Scorpions. Scorpions. Zach? Uh, Motley Crue. Huh. Just, Justin? Culture Club. <laughs> Culture Club. I think of Huey Lewis. So, oh, yeah. That's yeah. funny. You two are thinking of rock, and we're thinking of pop. Yeah. Yeah. It was either that or it was yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, yeah, they were around in the 80s. I mean, they're still around. I wasn't around in the 80s, so I got exposed yeah. to 80s music in a very different way, which yeah. was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That was how I got exposed <laughs> to 80s music. <laughs> that and just what dad played growing up. So, I just, in the 80s, like when I started getting into music, it was like hard rock music. Yeah. But I mean, I would, yeah. All, I just, all the pop music is there too. I just Dur- remember Duran Duran and. Mm-hmm. I just remember that guitar tone on "Owner of a Lonely Heart," that opening riff. I'm just like, "Fuck, oh, that's yeah. so heavy!" <laughs> and then it and then it goes into the bam, bam, 
it just cuts it right, cut the legs right out of under man their, their progression over like the decades is kind of like startling it, yeah it doesn't sound like the same band at all they it really does. did evolve oh, yeah. as their music went on and yep. as a guy who's uh owner of a lonely heart i don't know what the hell that word was it is said <laughs> but uh that's one of my favorite songs oh i love that and song. if that shit comes on the radio I'm, it's fucking getting loud yeah i'm blaring it and what you're saying i'm like well, hell, if this is a cool song, I'm gonna listen to some other yes. No, yeah. no, not the same shit. It's almost uh, it's the, the same. They had the same um, kind of trajectory that Pink Floyd did. How their their mm-hmm. sound went um, because Pink Floyd went from you know comfortably numb and then went wound up in like at one slip in '87. And it, it doesn't even sound like the same. Well, at right. all. Well, and even before that, in the Sid Barrett days, it was. W- yeah, when it he was, was like way prim- wild. primarily writing all their stuff before Boy, he, you know. I just read up on that. That's when, uh, help me out, Waters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roger, Roger had Waters. left. Yeah. And everybody gave the other guy, help me out. Uh, Yeah, you put me oh. on the spot here. Shit. Anyway, oh. when Waters left, they gave everybody else, they gave the other guy shit for doing uh, yeah, for momentary lapse and... of uh, reason, which was one slip. Right. And, all that, which I like better than mm-hmm. the older stuff. Yeah, see, I like, I like, I like all Pink Floyd, honestly. <laughs> um, but the early stuff is so trippy and just out there and weird. It's just, uh, I, I dig that. I dig the the progginess, the prog rockiness of it. But um, have you like seen Dark Side of the Moon is is just a masterpiece though too. Have you seen the wall, the whole thing? Uh, Watch the wall. Yeah. D- yeah. David Gilmore is who you were thinking David Gilmore, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Just if popped in my mind. Wall. Actually, one of really a big influence on me, I think, just because he never plays just super fast. He plays melodic guitar almost like he's taking over for the vocals. Who's this? David Gilmore. Gilmore mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's like you could you could sing his guitar lines. You know what I mean? That makes sense, yeah. And I just like that vocal kind of quality to it. It's just so sweet and melodic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One Slip's a good song. Yeah, it is. It's it's probably, it's in my top three at it's, least for yeah, Pink in, Floyd, man. It's in my phone. What did you have earlier to talk about? I was going to ask these guys about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. We talked oh. about this on the last episode, how the, uh, the lead singer of the Pretenders, uh, Chrissy Hind mm-hmm. had actually blasted uh, blasted the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and called it total bollocks. Um, bollocks. She had said <clears throat> she got inducted in 2005, and uh, recently on Facebook she uh, made a post and aimed some uh, some <laughs> cannons at at the institution. <laughs> she said, "Quote: If anyone wants my position in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they're welcome to it." I don't even want to be associated with it. It's just more establishment backslapping. I got in a band, so I didn't have to be part of all that. Um, she goes on to say, I was living a happy life in Rio when I got a call I was being inducted. My heart sank because I knew I'd have to go back for it, as it would be too much of a kick in the teeth to my parents if I didn't. I'd upset them enough by then, <laughs> so it was one of those things <laughs> that would bail me out from years of disappointing them. Uh, like moving out of the USA, being arrested at PETA protest, and my general personality, she says. Other than uh, Neil Young's participation in the induction process, the whole thing was and is total bollocks. Has absolutely nothing to do with rock and roll, and anyone who thinks it is, is a fool. 
I mean, I don't know if I disagree with anything that she said. Y- me either. Uh, yeah. ex- except for the PETA stuff. Right. But, right. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, we've we've discussed this before, you know, uh, last year when Dolly Parton and I think Eminem was in the same induction class last year. When they got inducted in, you're like, okay. Yeah, I, no, I, you know, if it if there wasn't any proof before that, every single year when they released the induction class, right. you're like, okay, yep, this is bullshit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pat Benatar had been sitting there for ever. And she's right. more rock than half the names. Yeah. A fo- foreigner yeah. isn't in there, I don't think. Yeah. I, I think it, it's when that definition gets loosely change yeah. to just oh it's a big artist you know uh, it's become more than just recognizing that genre mm-hmm. i don't know they just don't call it music hall of fame exactly right i mean right. that's okay right the just, whole rock and roll thing is like and to give us give it this like all-encompassing name like that it's just it's privately owned by well it used to be privately owned by a couple dudes that founded it uh-huh. so mm-hmm. you're like <laughs> you're calling it like it's something official when it all it is is just this this institution really it's not yeah it's not like it the people have spoken right exactly. kind of democratically elected right. <laughs> kind of a deal i think i think my biggest thing is like just being one of the little guys right um one of the things that i really appreciate about this music scene in this area in particular is that it's all about how you support each other that really Yes, raises or lowers you mm-hmm. in the music scene in this area. If you are contributing to the success of other bands and you're actively supporting and contributing to theirs, you know you do very well and you have good rapport with everybody. Yeah, because you right. guys do use a lot of cross pr- promotion. You see it all the time. If mm-hmm. you guys aren't posting mm-hmm. about something, you know, Project Revolutions posting about it, or um, <clears throat> uh, some of the other bands I follow. I can't think of off the top of my head, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we try to boost each other's signal for sure. And, um, you know, that there's people out there who shall remain nameless that, uh, I don't know, want to uh, throw other people under the bus to try to get ahead. And, you know, they don't last very long, at least not, not in our area, because, you know, the rest of us just aren't really having that. We're not, we're just going to ignore that and <laughs> just. Try to, you know, boost each other up and not have any of that kind of backstabbing, you know, shit talking yeah. kind of a vibe. It's well, I think I think it's one, a, a rising tide lifts all shifts well, cause mentality. You, all, you guys you know? all depend on each other. Yeah. Too, you know? Oh, definitely. For sure. I mean, you know, one of the things that I was brought up in is that, you know, live shows, especially in the, the harder rock and metal scene, is not nearly as popular as what's mainstream these days you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I, I was already brought into this more smaller crowd that has since flourished and developed and multiple different genres of local bands and artists stuff like that supporting each other because it just the support of local music was significantly hindered over the years and mm-hmm. i think one of the things that really did it which i un- i completely understand why but was the the DUI enforcement, right? People don't want to go out to those types of shows because they don't want to be enticed to drink alcohol and then, you know, get a DUI and stuff like that. Completely respectable. I understand that, you know, you drink at home, but it also killed bar life for a lot of people. At least that's my perspective. That, the and outside. the big, the, just the big parties that, that used to go down mm-hmm. around here, just like a couple hundred people out in a field with some kegs and, and like some trailers put together and just, awesome music and i mean 
that stuff back in the day was just amazing, you yeah. know, and uh, that just doesn't happen anymore. Well, I'm not going to lie. This used to be a bar town, and there's like, there's one bar here now. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, there could, is, isn't there? Yeah, there's just one. I mean, and what, uh, up until 2007 to 2010, probably in that time frame is when most of those went away. One of them held out till just a, a few years ago. It's mm-hmm, been closed mm-hmm. for a few years now, but man, there was... Probably at one time, 15 years ago, there was still half a dozen bars in this town. And I now, wonder now how one. much technology has has led to the downfall of establishments like that. Well, I mean, any anything socially, right? So, I mean, yeah. literally in the description of social media, I mean, um, I just celebrated my... Uh, well, not celebrated because we didn't have anything, but I just rolled over 20 years last year of being out of high school. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything. Because we all have each other on social media. Yeah, it's no like, hey, I, I don't right. need to catch up with that guy. Because uh, I see what he does every day. I know what he's eating. I know when he goes to bed. Right. Let's just right. be completely honest. What was the main purpose of a bar? Yeah. yeah. It was going out to meet people and meet, meet women. Right. Yeah, or yes. dudes, if you're a woman. Well, like you said, now, the hell, lazy bastards, you don't have to leave your couch. Right. Yeah. A little bit right. of clickety clack. Right. I mean, yeah. I met my Swipe wife. Right. I met my wife on the phone. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but I said mm-hmm. clickety clack, yeah, and he's talking about swiping. swiping. Uh, that tells you yeah. a little generational gap yeah. there. So, yeah, the social Damn media. Zoomers. <laughs> As an elder Zoomer to you, buddy. All right. First all right. generation. The, uh, <laughs> the social media has just destroyed all things social. Mm-hmm. It's not a good deal. Uh, I know, and, and like growing up in that music scene, I mean, it was like, you know, Dad will talk about all those types of parties in the pastures, like you're talking about, and yeah. saying that, that was like some of the best hmm. experiences he's ever had in his life. And I, like, yeah, we kind of get close, but n- not to what I would imagine to what he's yeah, describing. You know what I mean? It's not to that same uh, same standard, or and, and not really like just impromptu anymore, right? Like right, it's like, right. hey, man, in three weeks. All of us old bastards are going out there in the field. You know, it's not like, hey, take man, your ibuprofen tomorrow you get night. There. We're, it's going down. Yeah, it's like party at the moon tower. Yeah. <laughs> party at the moon party tower. At the moon tower. Around here, we party at the block off first or second block off. You know, you had to know which one was which, right? But uh, I never made it to any of those big gigs. But I remember there being a hell of a show every year. Somewhere up around Cherryville. You may be talking about uh, it. I think so. What the fuck was what it was called. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Donnie Rock played there a few times. I hear like mm-hmm. big bands would play there. And they yeah. had fucking monster kegs yeah. out there. Yes, exactly. Hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. Damn. I was just young enough that it was a thing for me to go. And I wasn't right. really into that scene as much as just smoking weed and being stupid here in town. You know? But, uh, so... It was a stretch for me to go up there, but I remember hearing about them, and I yep. went to some pretty significant uh, pasture parties around here as well. But we didn't have bands or anything playing; just shitty ass Roadmaster six one nines in the back of somebody's raspy ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely think the the shift in mainstream music has also directly pay, played a role. Sure, yeah, you yeah. Know, and the accessibility uh, to well, it. You know, yeah. I, I went to, and I talked about it on our podcast, I went to a, a rap show one time. Someone bought me tickets for my birthday and sure. took me. No, I swear <laughs> to God, swear to God, I wouldn't have bought tickets. Um, and for one, that was like one of the worst crowd experiences I've ever had in my life. But two, I remember I messaged the guys in the group chat for the band. And I said, guys, 
we're in the wrong fucking market. These set changes are like less than 30 seconds. They just hand off the mic and they're really? good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they no, got nothing. Yeah. Just different rap verses. Another guy walks up behind the, uh, I guess, the turntable. Right, huh? a little bit. That's it. That's literally tracking it. and that's it. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. So. Who was it you wouldn't seen? Suicide Boys. Hmm. So. I saw Ice Cube was at Tulsa last month. It's it's like some sad boy shit. Oh, you know? sad so. boy. I don't know what the hell that is, I guess. What's sad boy shit? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's like darker rap, I guess, is the easiest way to describe it. Emo rap. Yeah, that's, huh. a, that's a good way to describe it. So. Huh. Shit, man. I, uh, Quentin turns me on to stuff that I would like never find on my own. Walk in one time to practice, and he's like, listen to this, listen to this. And it's like this Russian rapper that's like, he's like, this is the kind of shit they play in the gulag, man. <laughs> <laughs> I find, I, I went on this like weird bender where I was like, I'm going to find the most like underground, hardcore Russian rap. There's no melody to it. He's just like shouting Russian in a, like over some really rough like trap beats. I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> I said, I don't know how I wound up here, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I feel like I need to hear that. That should be like a job, like, like, uh, a personal like music curator curator <laughs> like yeah i'm looking for like angry russian things i want to beat my wife to <laughs> like get find my, it for me quentin get my gold Look chain and my tracksuit out you know it's on that's <laughs> good shit uh i that's like i think that's one thing i i, I miss about because i've gotten a promotion at work and i'm doing like two roles for my organization. I love my job. I love my career. I'm doing very well, but I'm a lot more on the go yeah. now instead of just sitting down, like working at my desk and doing research and stuff like that. Like I would comb through so many playlists like each day. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I don't have that luxury anymore. So I really yeah. have to like dedicate time to go dig up some deep underground Russian rap for mm. you. So <laughs> But if you have a genre, if you have a specific vibe you're going for, you just let me know. I'll find it. All right. It. Regardless of the genre, if it, you could describe it as sad boy, I probably like it. <laughs> there's, there's been a couple times where most people, most of the guys, will just eye roll at me at practice because I'm like, hey, 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 listen to this, listen to this. And it's they, the weirdest they, off the wall shit. They see you coming now. So like, no, man, no, not nope, to, not nope. today. Played this game one too many times. <laughs> Setting the vibe for the whole practice with some. <laughs> Some dark Russian shit. shit. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm trying to listen to some Dostoevsky right now. What the hell is that? Fyodor Dostoevsky. Classic, classical literature. Russian author from the 1800s. So it's not music. No, it's not. It's not music. Oh, sorry. Okay. No. I'm like, yeah, I don't know yeah. what the hell it requires that reading. So oh, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, a manifesto. Out on that we were just talking about Russian stuff, so I was like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm reading a Russian novel right now." Okay, smooth transition. Yeah, it. yeah, I, I was that. not it smooth at all. Not bad. <laughs> I was with you. I'll keep practicing. <laughs> no, man. All right, uh, totally not a smooth transition. But I just want to give you guys props here lately on props. On, on your uh, coverage of of all things local. Um, been listening and like the whole fire chief drama i don't want to totally bring that up but i just saw today mm. that the job was posted there you go <laughs> oh my god i, I don't want to squash bad grapes but i'm gonna go ahead and make wine yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he ain't getting his job back 
No, no, no he ain't getting his job back. But it's somebody, just crazy that no one said anything. Well, um, somebody else pointed out that uh, there was not another job posted either. There was no. just the fire chief job right. posted. So all signs point to, huh? And I uh, am not a resident of Coffeeville, so I don't really have a dog in the fight at all or anything. Yeah, but, but outside uh, looking in perspective, man, you're like, what a shit show. Yeah, huh? yeah, what a shit show, and. Um, just my, you know, I say this every time I'm here, I'm, I'm a union member. I'm a union steward now and, uh, very proud of the fact stand in solidarity with, uh, our brothers and sisters in the firefighters union. Um, I, I think, you know, ultimately it's those guys that get the shaft on, on everything. So stand with those guys. And so does, uh, my wife, who's a steward of the American Postal Workers Union. I'm a steward of the National Association of Letter Carriers. So just want to put that out there. You guys ever rumble? No, dude. We work together. Oh, okay. it's, it's pretty good. We, we right. share contentions for grievances. Because our contracts are you know, fairly similar. I'm going to Detroit next week for a big union convention. So. Nice. Are, are you an officer right now? or No. no? Just, uh, well, I'm a delegate. Oh, all right. Yeah, I've been cool. an officer in the past. But yeah, so we was talking about uh, that job they had listed earlier today with Megan, my wife, mm -hmm. and uh, what? Let's say you're an applicant from the outside world here, and you find it wherever you find it. I guess wherever fire chiefs go to look for, you know, firechiefhookups.com <laughs> right, or whatever, exactly. you know, sweat right, single yeah. fireman right. in your yeah. area. Clickety clack. I'm sitting there going, okay, so he's looking for a job. Here's, here's Coffeeville. And okay, let's do a little Googling. Mm. We say if someone swipes right on you, you get a notification. It's like, Whoo! he's probably not going to like what he sees or her or whoever. Doesn't have to scroll very far, man, either, because, I mean, that is fresh shit. Well, then think about this, too. Of course, once again, we don't have the other side. Right. But everything that I have seen, and I've seen some documentation since then that backs up some of these stories that I've seen, the cat seems to not give two shits about hierarchy, infrastructure, it's like I run the show, the whole fucking show. You talking about city manager? I'm talking about Mark Hall, yeah, city yeah, manager. Okay. Uh, he seems to give zero shits about you or anybody else or anybody what they think. Right. Man, it sounds like postal management. Let that knob out down there. There you go. That's what she said. Pulled her right out. It looked like uh, <laughs> it looked like Axl Rose throwing the uh, mic stand on the stage every three seconds, and this guy has to come pick it up every fucking time he'd walk away. Yeah. He would Sound throw tech. the stand, and the guy would have to run out and set it up. And I asked Megan, I'm like, "How many thousands of dollars a year you think this poor fucker gets to just run out there and, and pick keep up a fucking that? stand? Yeah, who I was know. it that chopped a hole in the I'd stage with their mic stand that one that time? Was, was it Maynard? I think chopped a hole in the. Oh, I think, uh, in the I think it might have been Maynard. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So I wanted to give you props on your coverage of that Thank you. debacle. It's and, not and over yet. It, I know, I know, and uh, I would have known nothing really about it. All the, but it was fascinating to from a journalistic standpoint for you guys to have them on and be very impartial and just like just 
give us your side of the story, and we'd love to have the other side of the story. I've, well, I've, really I've put it out there many times. Uh, I think cities welcome the, to come. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to talk about. I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about the podcast is that you know you always get you you always try to get both sides, whether they choose to use the platform or whether they choose not to. Mm-hmm. You actively seek getting both sides, so that way people can make <laughs> a a judgment. And let's be honest. I'm clearly running for commission, so I've got to, I don't want to say play a game here, but I've got to be cool because I would like to think I have a good shot at winning, and let's say that I do, uh, I'm going to have to work with some of these people. Right. right. So I don't want to just like come in there going, oh, here's the asshole that did everything he could to get rid of me. Right. I'm speaking oh, yeah. as Mark Hall. Right. right, but I'm not going to lie and say that the chief was my employee. As far as I'm concerned, it was Yancey's employee too, mm-hmm. and Mark mm-hmm. Hall was my employee. Uh, I didn't like the way my employee was fired. Did he need to be fired? I don't know. Well, right. Actually, I know a guy that actually got to see his uh, personnel files the other day, and I'm apparently going to get to see him. But uh, I didn't like the way he got fired. Even if you don't have to give a guy a reason. Just do it. I mean, right. just give him one. Professional courtesy, right? Right. What does it hurt? And if you're right, you're right. You don't need to, hey, this is why yeah. you got fired. You were an asshole, and this is mm-hmm. why you got fired. More or less, get yeah. the fuck out, you know? Yeah, instead of just, you know, hit the bricks, whore. Yeah. That's pretty Which much. <laughs> from, yeah. Yeah. I don't. It, so that's always why it leaves me scratching my head as, as a union steward. It's like, why, why can't we just do the right thing? You know, it's like sometimes the contract works in my favor and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do the right thing no matter what. It's like, why can't you just do the right thing? Right. Just like, Uh, just ethics. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole. (laughs) Don't try and lie, (laughs) cheat and steal. Did you hear what he called the city manager? No, no. I I know. I'm not trying to dig a hole for you or anything like that. I think that you've been very, very impartial and and just trying to bring facts to the table. I've invited him on, too. I ain't seen his ass, so, you know, whatever. It's okay. And also, I'm loving you guys uh, for uh, Ron Bryce coming on on here and just... uh, You know, um, that's a guy I was like, man, I probably won't agree with him on much. And I'm surprised that I agree with him on more than I thought I would. Yeah. It doesn't mean I agree with him on everything. But I love the fact that that's a dude that's willing to come and talk to his people. And you're providing a platform for that, you know? He's trying to give out his phone number. I'm like, man, you can (laughs) do that whenever you want, but don't do it here. I don't want to be a part of that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, no, I'll give my phone number. No, you don't want to do that, man. You don't want to do that. I just send them to your Facebook page, and then if they get there, then you can give them that phone number. All oh, <laughs> yeah, you like, there you go. That, that little bit of separation, right? Yeah, yeah we'll give yeah. them the Facebook page. They yeah. can figure it out from I, there. I got his phone number off WKOP. <laughs> All that guy's going to be doing is answering random phone calls and text yeah. messages. That yeah. dude, that dude is motivation to me because last week, uh, what day was he here? Friday evening, so. Thursday, he sends me a message. Uh, what are you, you got anything going on this weekend? I said, no, we, we get you in sometime. And, uh, okay. And I said, what about Saturday? Oh, nope. I'm working the ER in Dallas on Saturday. I'm like, shit. Okay. Oh, wow. So Thursday, he's in Topeka doing Topeka things. 
Thursday night, he drives home. Friday, he's spending time with his family. And then he gets a hold of me mid-afternoon. What are you doing in about an hour from now? I'm like, uh, I'm guessing I got company. You know, it's him. <laughs> he shows up, and they do their thing. And then he sometime has to drive to Dallas that evening to be a doctor. He's an actual working doctor in the ER in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I guess he drives home Saturday night or Sunday morning. I don't know. And uh, and then Monday morning he gets up at the ass crack of dawn and he drives back to Topeka. That's My wild. goodness! And I'm yeah. like, I am underachieving here, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude's a doctor, a business owner, he got a hell of a family. Uh, well, you yeah. don't get those things without hard work. No, right? Man, I think he's I think he's the salt of the earth as far as like like I said, you don't have to agree with everything he says. Oh, sure, sure. But that doesn't mean he's you can't respect him and But the way you know, he yeah, the he, way he presents himself is when he says these things, you're like, I don't agree with anything you're saying right now, but I don't hate you for it. Right. <laughs> because you're not saying it in a way that I'm like Well, I think because it comes across so genuine, right? Like he they, really yeah. believes this shit. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. he believes. He's not yeah. saying this just to appease some people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. I think it probably means more coming from someone that doesn't agree just I don't know, just uh, blindly agree with, yeah. you know. So, yeah, he's just, not just an absolute partisan, right? Like, right, you feel like his right. heart's in the right place when he's doing it. There's a reason yeah. behind what he, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. He right, did have a little right. smile on his face, though, when he said, well, you know, marijuana pretty much died today in the house. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I know. Like, everybody's got their <laughs> hill to die on. Yeah, right? I was like, <laughs> it was interesting, though, is he was talking about how uh, the infrastructure in Oklahoma was – <laughs> Pretty messed up. I had no idea about that stuff. It but. was, man. I watched Oklahoma News every day. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing we could have is like trying to open up a trailer park. And the shittiest trailer park in the world is right next door. And that's what everybody's going off of. You know, it's like, wait a minute. You want to park a bunch of trailers here? They're going to be real nice. Yeah. Yeah, but Cloud Nine Mobile Home over here is a shit Real bag. nice. <laughs> well, they got, he's not wrong. They have enough. If every person in Oklahoma was to smoke marijuana the way they claim that, you know, mm-hmm. they can, they've got way more weed down there than they need. Right. So where's it going? And they're right. constantly getting busted because they'll show up and there'll be 15 Chinese or Mexican nationalists working at this place that don't have cards. And the owner, he's not been there in weeks. He doesn't really <laughs> own it. He's just on yeah. the paper. Yeah. And the mafia is running the son well, of a bitch. That's it. The, I was watching a thing that's not too wild. long ago. They were talking about how, you know, Chinese cartels yeah. are now taking advantage of places like that where it's yeah. legal and they can just funnel stuff through there, right? That's Don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but I mean that's reality. And I was sitting here thinking like, oh well, if it, if everything's legalized, that'll kill the black market. No, and no. it's like, <laughs> oh. well, it's like all right. So that was a wake up call for me. I was like, oh, I guess I, it's a little more complicated than I thought. Yeah. I know some active weed smokers like all the time. I don't know if dudes ever not high, and. I think we're probably he's, thinking of the same guy. No, no, no. Oh, completely okay. different guy. Okay. And he's from Oklahoma. And I'm like, so mm-hmm. you, you got a card? No, man, I ain't doing that shit. I don't trust that shit. I oh, buy my, right, I buy my right. weed illegally. I'm like, <laughs> there you go, man. Free range <laughs> weed. Even, even though, you know. Even Still growing in ditches. Even though it's completely no legal. GMOs. It, it's completely legal. He could run down the store, get his sack of weed, go home, mm-hmm. sit in his back porch, smoke his weed. Nobody could say anything, but he don't trust the government. 
So by God, he's going to buy his weed illegally. That's right. He's still he's still living organic. Fucking America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yep. sir. But yeah, Oklahoma was a very bad example. That's wild. Yeah. Especially when this whole corner of the state gets their news from Oklahoma. Every night on the news, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, a marijuana farm bust, a marijuana farm bust. There was 754,000 pounds of marijuana being grown by three Chinese nationalists. You know, it's like... Okay, that doesn't sound great. No. <laughs> you you, you want to do what here? Uh, well, and you know, then it uh, came out that the uh, Mexican drug cartels were coming up into California yeah, yeah. and growing on public land out there in the national parks. There were had big, oh, wow. big, big oh wheat God. fields out there because it was easier to grow wheat up here where it was legal than down in Mexico. I did mention hmm. to, to Ron in one of his visits, uh, I'm like, okay, so... You don't want to make it legal here. And I've kind of softened up a little bit on my stance. And I've talked about this, mm-hmm. you know, because when I first started thinking of weed, I thought of the weed from uh, the late 80s, early 90s. And this is not the weed of today. I mean, right. it's some mean shit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll it, soften up a little bit. We need to have a little more regulations because this shit these kids are smoking now is not, it's not Gen X weed. And... Now that Gen Z weed, it's it's and it's it's a delicate balance. Make it drool on your couch for like an like hour uh, and I half. was real talking mm-hmm. with a, a coworker of mine today a little bit uh, around this subject, and he was like, "Well, California has made it it's so regulated that basically you already have to be rich to get into the business." I saw a, a documentary yeah. about that, and the oh, guy okay. said they've made it so hard. Yeah. To be legit. And you're trying to be legit. And you guys all know I'm trying to be a little bit more legit here lately, which I'm not legit, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, There's yeah, a yeah. lot of bullshit. Right. Like, I'm wanting to make some whiskey in the garage. I'm going to get ready to spend several hundred dollars on a fucking permit mm-hmm. just so I can heat up a turkey pot and get like a half a cup of whiskey that I can share with my friends and go, that costs <laughs> 700 fucking dollars. <laughs> right. You know? Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, so does that uh, soften your stance on? There's that, still like thirty five dollars in this cup. <laughs> that bill that was introduced in Kansas. Remember how expensive it was going to be to get a license to grow? No, that has that, sort of that has that was ridiculous. I mean, that was yeah. man, just out of the realm of anybody. I mean, right. a- any everyday person, which is exactly what they were trying to do, right? Is yeah, he, exactly. Well, con the uh, Oklahoma. The yeah. Oklahoma put a moratorium on uh, permits. There, they put a two year moratorium, like. No more uh, permits to have grow because if you go to Tulsa, or not even Tulsa, just go to Dewey down here. Yeah, and we call it the Green Mile. Oh yeah, yeah. Highway oh, seventy five. Yeah. Fuck man, man. there is yep. at least seven or eight weed shops from Dewey to Bartlesville. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I ask a question for my understanding yeah. that hasn't done a whole lot of this research? Mm. So whenever I'm taking that Green Mile, I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like from my perspective what I imagine is occurring is that you know every single one of these dispensaries on this stretch all feed into like a con- a conglomerate is that you mean like one group or one grower two or three no i big believe groups? i'm talking out of my ass here but i don't believe they're tied together at all really because they change names occasionally too but mm-hmm. now if they change name they're probably going to be done unless they've somehow transferred ownership because they got that moratorium now from July of last year, I believe, until July of 24. 
no more new permits. Because really. that that was mm. something that was going through my mind. It's just the sheer volume of and all yeah. of them. It's, they, it, it has to feed to... Yeah, and they may buy from the same place. I don't know, right. but I don't think they're like tied together in that way. I think that one down there across from Casey, I think they're growing in that building, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe that big old, uh, the old... Old family, family dollar. dollar. Yeah. I believe they're growing in that. That's a it's, big place. It's big enough. It's all they're going for off. that family dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's no right. shit. I don't Man, know. So do you remember when they first legalized it in Oklahoma? I mean, there was, there was five weed stores a block. Yeah. Okay. It was I mean, worse than Starbucks. I mean, they were everywhere. And then it they, you know, the they slowly, people started figuring out that every single one of those businesses was Makes your sustainable, equally you know? as tolerable too. Well, you kind of figured what was going to happen was that, like anything else, the market was going to correct itself. Right. And the market was right. going to say, we don't need 17 weed shops in four miles. Right. Exactly. We need three. It's like any other business. Well, it man. didn't it's work gonna, out that way. It's going to weed itself out. You know? Uh. <laughs> well, it's something I brought up to Ron. I'm like, okay, so you don't want to have legal weed here, and we don't have the system in Kansas to where we can start a petition and get it on the ballot and I'll, and I'll vote on it. Uh, but I'm like, we're surrounded by it. We've got Missouri, who's now recreational. We got Colorado is recreational. And at the time, this this argument that I was making was that Oklahoma is soon going to be recreational. As it got closer, I started smelling the uh, smoke of defeat. You know, I, like, <laughs> I don't think this is going to work. It's not the vibe is not there. Uh, one of our listeners said he polled some people at work. Oh, it's going to pass on its own. I don't need to worry about that shit. Way to go, dumbass. It overwhelmingly uh, did not pass. It yeah. was like yeah. 60 to 40. Uh, Nebraska is slowly... That, that's what I'd heard, that Nebraska yeah. was slowly working their way. They're making it to where you're not going to go to jail. You know, it's like... Decriminalize it? Yeah, to a degree. You can yeah. have so much. But my question to him was, okay, we're surrounded by it. A guy goes over here to Oklahoma buys whatever he buys Mm -hmm. and three feet to the north moon rock kush suddenly it's illegal he's he's going to jail yeah yeah i'm like is there any way we can have the conversation of saying well if you've got less than so much and it's sealed in a package and you're not under the influence or even if you get raided and you only got so much can we make it to where you don't go to jail Right, you know, because yeah. you're surrounded by it. Right, just right. make it like a confiscation thing, which I think is what they have going in Nebraska. If you have under a certain amount, yeah, like yeah, you said, yeah. they're confiscating it, yeah. maybe giving you a ticket or whatever, and letting you go. But give me that yeah. shit. Let me smoke that. <laughs> smoking that trash. <laughs> and, I, and I always go back to it's perfectly okay for a guy to stop at the liquor store every damn day and get him a twelve or whatever he drinks yep. every day, and nobody gives two shits about that. He'll stand out in his front yard and he'll yell at the neighbor kids and drink all oh, Jim just gets a little drunk about six o'clock. You right. know, it's about time for him to fall asleep. But as soon as Leroy steps out in the front porch and sparks up his joint and watches his tomato plants, fucking stoner. eat some Cheetos or windows, goddamn druggies. SWAT teams through the windows. You know. Yeah. That taboo of weed, I mean, it still does exist. And, yeah, I don't and know. I always, I always think of that that opening scene from Pulp Fiction. Where he's talking about hash in Denmark because he just got back. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So. I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm convinced now that Kansas is going to be the one of the last ones. Yeah, it really and, does seem that way. And as long as they're not going after people and putting them in jail, I guess really doesn't matter. You know. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Man, I tell you what, I don't know what's going on in Independence right now, but before I came over here, there was uh, hypos and like sheriffs and stuff. They were just zoom zooming around, some with their lights and sirens on, really? some not. I probably saw four or five just just flying, just flying down. I'd what, pulling everybody over. Yeah, pulling everybody over. Today? Yeah, just like right before I came over here. Yeah, no, oh, I wow. saw that too. There was like a there was one parked by the refinery today. Yeah, with man. The lights I don't know what's on. going on. Here in town. Yeah. Yeah. I drove right past the refinery on my way here. Hmm. So I was like, man, it must be budget shortfall or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What uh and forgive me if this is a touchy subject because I'm not from Coffeeville, but I had heard rumors like a few years ago that the budget for the the police department here in town was so low that if you just like high sped through Coffeeville that they didn't have the budget to no, that's, like, was that bullshit? Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't test it. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. Yeah. They were smoking that Gen Z weed. That's I, what believe, I, I believe that uh, Quinn, chief of police, would say, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> see, uh, see you on Mon- Muckshot Monday, bro. Yeah. We've got a nice place. I, for I can't even remember who I heard that from, but I, it was it was a big talk at and that, some point. That's another one. Quinn, I don't agree with some of the shit he says or does, you know, and that's okay. He don't agree with some of the shit I say or do, but mm-hmm. I, I respect the hell out of Quinn. Quinn's a hell of a guy. You know, he's always supported me and my thing. Mm-hmm. So when he's got something to say, I listen to him because, you know, I'm not a cop. I don't see what they deal with or any of that, you know? Yeah. I give him shit because he won't let his guys grow a beard, you know? <laughs> he's old school. He's about my age, a little bit older than me. So he's kind of old school about they need to be clean cut and all yeah. that. They can't show their tattoos, though. I've, I've seen some <laughs> with sleeve tattoos. Sleeve tattoos. <laughs> yeah. And they get the porn stash. They can't grow a beard. They got a hell of a stash. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, Quince, oh, they, but they can still have the porn stash. They can have porn stash. Ah, yeah, that's that's enough for me. Yeah, they can have that and a sleeve tattoo. So mm. all right, I don't know. Quince, Sounds like my uh, district manager uh, at my firm, you know, post office around here. He's making all the uh, management wear ties really? now, and he's pushing. He really wants to make everybody all the all of us wear ties. Can you get like a bolo? That's why I know I, I, yeah, I, I, I got wondering. my first bolo like a year ago. Yeah. Fucking love bolos. I'll agree I'll agree with it though. Again, our, our uniforms ties even back to aren't even fiction. set up to yeah, I mean, support it, that. Doesn't yeah. it say probably what your uniform is? Or at least past practice is like this yeah. is what well, we've never wore a tie. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> I've had past practice. I've had nice. a couple conversations with my subordinates because I'm about a middle manager. Mm-hmm. And I've said I'm not going to require it of you because I've got big ass holes in my ears and long hair, so I could really care less. But I said, if you want to look more professional, I said a polo. That's that's really all I'm asking for. And I said, but I'm not going to harp on you about it. If you want to, cool. If not, no worries. Yeah. I'm, so I'm not going to lie. That was the thing that kind of, if I'm lucky enough to get elected. I don't know that any other commissioners have had tattoos down their whole arm before. There you go. Mm. I don't, you know. Well, it was, it was funny. I had a I had a guy come up to me, and he was 
telling his buddy that it come out and apply where I work at because he said, oh, no, dude, you'll love it here. Like, management's cool as shit. They got a guy with long hair and gauges in his ears. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I went to my boss and I said, I just want you to know I'm up in the cool factor around here. Yes, like, up <laughs> in the cool factor. <laughs> you know, I got this tattoo of the Hulk on here, you know, and I sit here and I think, what are the old people going to say, you know, when they look at the news and there's this guy up here talking about spending, you know, millions of dollars and he's got a picture of a fucking make-believe, uh, <laughs> you know, monster on his arm. Wow. Incredible. That's what he's They're going to say, say uh, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Yes, that's it. That's it. No, I don't know. That'd be your slogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had a few yeah. slogans. I, mean, I mean, Martin Commission, <laughs> you wouldn't like him if he's angry. Yeah. It ain't bad. Yeah, I think I'll have to pass on that one. <laughs> well, there's a picture of me angry in the paper. So. Or, or the, the my secret is I'm always angry. Yeah, know? that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's my one of my favorites. Probably is my favorite Marvel character. But the guy they had playing, he was like, his politics and mine are so different. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm like, right. God, is it? It's irony, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. Because me and him are completely the opposite, and he plays my favorite character. So... <laughs> It just shows that everybody's got something in common. You you dig deep enough, you're gonna find something in common with somebody. Absolutely. Right. As much media and just everything out there, yeah. there there has to be at least one common interest, right? Well, let's think about that. Like we've been we we talked about eighties music, right? Yeah. I was not around the eighties. I did not grow up in eighties culture or around eighties culture, but I can fucking appreciate eighties music. Yeah. So we're all just trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to wake up, be somewhat successful and get back home without dying. Yes, sir. Now how yeah. we all get there is two different things, but uh, you know, we're all yeah. doing the same thing. We're just, I think, I think that kind of ties back into the, the music community talk. I, I think one of the biggest collective things amongst like musicians and podcasts across the board is just anybody that creates anything. Yeah. What if they take the time out of their day to day, just daily grind and they're committed to devoting their energy and creativity towards something, as long as it's not like hateful and just outright like terrible towards someone else. Fuck. Yeah. We'll support you. You Yeah. You're out there. You're doing it. Doesn't mean that their music will be my favorite thing to listen to. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't respect the hell out of them right. and love them for doing it, and right. I'll be there to support them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's been Same a couple bands that we played with where I'm like, eh, not really my type, but God damn it, you're doing it. Yeah, you know? doing it and doing it well. And you I, know? I remember how I was treated being... I, I was, like, in middle school whenever we played our first show. I was in <laughs> bars from middle school all the way up. I couldn't drink in any of them, yeah. but... uh you know, that the music community was always very welcoming. They still are. Um, it, it's incredible. So, yeah, always got to be looking to bring up the next generation. You know, in in whatever you're doing. You know. Oh yeah, because now I don't feel like that young kid. Now I'm like, fuck. Now I've got to do that. Yeah. For the next young yeah. kid that I find. Yeah. I'm no like, shit. Shit. I'm old now. Yeah. So like I'm, I think yeah. about that. At, <laughs> I think about that at work. I think about that with music. You know, just in every facet of life you're just like oh, man all right i'm middle-aged now make my <laughs> life like, easier for what the are the next one? people coming yeah. up gonna do you know we need to help support them to be able to do that and carry the torch i remember being a kid at work and these old timers 
I can vividly remember these old timers going, seven more years and you can have this shit. And I was like, yeah, you old son of a bitch, you know? Well, now I've got a date in the sand. I can see it. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, you guys can have this shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny how life kind of comes around and bites you in the ass when you don't when you don't expect it right you see yourself in the picture like i said the other day i saw myself on the security camera i'm like what the hell man it doesn't feel thin like that on top and why am i walking like that what the hell is wrong with me damn so, uh, so that, relatable you know that, that reminds like, me i i like clean shaved for my job interview when i first started my career there and uh, it was the first time I had shaved in like a couple years or so. Yeah. And saw like the under chin. And I said, yeah, that shit's coming back. And I said, I don't need that type of negativity in my life. Yeah, I, I don't like have that. a scale in my house. Don't need one. No, I look Fuck like that. Peter Griffin's third cousin when I shave. Man. So, <laughs> don't need that. Don't want to look like that. It's a bad deal. I shaved one time. My wife only saw me one time shaved. And I didn't like the feedback I got. She's like, no, no. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, I, I wasn't really into that. I trimmed up the beard recently, but the wife was like, just don't get rid of it. Just, I was like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, yeah, calm my, down. My I'm wife down. likes my beard. I, we've, we've had women come up to my wife and say, like, just some really, I'm going to say it, just some really bitchy shit. Like, why do you let him do that? I'm like, the <laughs> fuck, let, let, let you know, what the hell? She's like, well, I like it. You really like that? that I'm, I'm sitting there going, that reminds- looking at her man going, <laughs> P and Y. You, you figure out which letters you want us to make there. That know? reminds me of an old Irish proverb. A man who cut his hair or his beard for his woman deserves neither. Yes. <laughs> My grandma, I told this story not the other day. My grandma was old school, that kind of. And I guess she thought she ran shit. Maybe she did. I don't know. But uh, it was my step-grandfather. He'd been around for years. I mean, he was pretty much a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was going to go somewhere, and he was going to go in with her. And she says, no, you're you're not going in. You, have, you need to get a haircut. Made him sit in the car. Wow. I was like, I love my grandma. But I told her, I said, Grandma, you said that to me. You'd have been walking home. Has that car been gone? You got back. <laughs> <laughs> my... Uh... My family took a different approach. They just hazed the shit out of me. Oh, there you go. Because uh, they told me, you know, if you want to grow it, that's fucking fine, but you got to live with the fact that not everybody's going to dig that. No. And so, you know, what some people would probably say is, oh, they just made fun of you. They bullied you? Like, no, they prepared me for the fucking real world. Like, How old are you, Zach? Say what now? How old are you? I'm 44. I'll be 45 <laughs> in May. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Megan makes fun of me because I'm at that age to where I see people with tattoos and I instantly go, <laughs> fucking dirtbag. <laughs> you know, and she's like, you got tattoos all over you. I'm like, yeah, dirtbag. What are you doing dating me? You know? <laughs> so it, it's weird. When I see people that have tattoos all over them, I instantly think, what the hell, man? Hippies? Like, you know? You're like, Navy, man. Take a no. bath, hippie. Yeah. Take a bath, you son of a bitch. It, it's 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 definitely weird, man. I wore my hair down at work today, and uh, one of my one of my employees walked up to me and said, "Dude, Woodstock was like 50 years ago." No. <laughs> time, time traveler, time to move on, man. Get a new oh, get a new shit. thing. So uh, we're about out of time here. What do you guys got? You want to finish up with anything we know of? 
Yes, I got one more thing All to right, finish up ahead. with. Let me let me pull I up mean, my. I'm not going. I'm not going to pull man. the plug on you here in 30 seconds. I love when guests come prepared. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. do you want to sign out with the spring fling again too? Yes. All right. Why don't you go ahead and recap the spring fling All for right. us, Quentin? Well, you you do yours. All right. Well, I'll read mine. As I as I started off with, I I really appreciate your support for our uh, our event end of summer bash last September. Well, we're doing it again this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say we we have 11 bands slated. We're not announcing those bands yet. We're concentrated on Spring Fling. But I just want to throw it out there that on September 9th of this year, that's 9-9-23 at uh, the stage at My Place Bar in Cherryville, Kansas, we are going to do the end of, end of Summer Bash again. We had over 300 people there um, this past time. Uh, I would say it's... Uh, uh, not a stretch to say it was the most successful uh, event of its kind in, in Cherryvale, which may not be saying much, but it's still that that is what it is. Uh, it was a it was a really big deal. It I was, was really proud of. I how it I, out. I really felt like we uh, we did a good job with that, and um, I but I know that there's room for improvement, and and it's going to be even bigger and better this year. So um, we are accepting sponsorships for for this uh, event. If your company, not uh, anyone listening, if your company would like to be, <laughs> see what I, I I'm, I'm not begging pitch, for money. I'm not. I'm not on money. this podcast yeah. just trying to trying to beg for your money. I feel like he's running this by me the first time just to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but um, get it on recording. Here's so the butter. Please apply it. Yeah. So I just want to kind of lay out what uh, what sponsorship looks like for end of summer bash. Um, we basically have two tiers. We're not greedy bastards in this venture. This this money to to. Uh, you know, uh, take care of overhead and and pay the bands for their time and, and trouble because all too often bands end up losing money just to get their music out there. Uh, we know that firsthand. So that's what the money goes for. But um, if you chose to sponsor End of Summer Bash, uh, we have two tiers. One is for $50. Your name comp- and company or company name is attached to the full event photo, video, web promotions, additional shout outs on our podcast, Off the Edge podcast. Um, then we have a hundred dollar tier, which includes all of the above and, uh, your name and company, uh, or company on all printed promotions, as well as featured on web promotions, vendor booths are welcome and encouraged. Um, funds would be collected no later than May 19th. Uh, web-based event promotions begin in early June. Features begin in July. Printed pro- uh, promotions will start mid-July. And run through the event. Sponsorships are non-refundable uh, once promotions begin. Uh, last year's event, like I said, brought in 300 people. We expect more this year. Uh, this is an all-ages event. Um, however, parental discretion is advised because we're not censoring bands' uh, um, language on stage. You should have a kid corral. People can just throw their kids like a fence. Well, my my wife did. It's a uh, ball pit. This is this is one of those room for improvement things. Welcome we we bought a bunch of like uh, yard games, yeah. and stuff, and had them there for kids, and they thrashed it. <laughs> totally thrashed. Oh, it. they destroyed and, it. And uh, <laughs> everyone took that to mean that they could just leave their kids unattended with my wife to nice. supervise them. Which so we need to rethink that a little better, but we definitely want to have uh, activities and games for four for the or five kiddos. hog panels and a couple of T posts, man. I think you're <laughs> big. Big thank you to Crystal for that. She did a great job uh, of growling. Yeah, all of yeah. Them. Um, 
and, and that, that was all that was all all fine it all worked out and it was good but um and people had a blast and that's what's most important so uh you can reach us at edgeoveredge at gmail.com if you'd like to be a part of that um and yeah we'd love to have a symbiotic relationship with your business and promote your business and uh and we'd appreciate your support for this uh, awesome event. That's uh, I'm sure I'm in, but you'll have to remind me again because I got CRS. So yeah, oh no problem. And then you know if fifty dollars and a hundred dollars is too much for some of the listeners at home, um, and you still want to contribute and you still want to help, you know promote the end of summer bash and help pay these bands and help pay for some of the overcosts. Just to recap. Um, May 6th, uh, we'll be throwing on the Spring Fling out at my place, uh, Cherryville, Kansas, at 7 p.m., um, where you can come catch the Caddy Wampus Band, The Science of, and Tracy and the Time Travelers. Um, it's $5 at the gate, and all that money is essentially getting funneled towards helping fund the, the end of summer bash. Well, it'll it'll go to pay the the bands, right? The the bands there, and then part of that will uh will go to actually cover. We have we have a little overhead for the show as well. Uh, thank so, you, thank so, you for clarifying. Yeah, um, I, I'm not we, the we treasurer gotta, of this band. <laughs> we got we got to pay for some things like porta potties and things to have these outdoor events. So um, <laughs> and them right. ain't cheap. No, yeah, no, right. No. So, it is oh not cheap goodness. as shit in Southeast Kansas. No, it is right. not. It is not. So. Uh, but yes, uh, your your the gate money doesn't go in in our pockets. Is I guess the main point. Yeah, no, it's, it's just going not. to provide a good time for everybody. So we appreciate your support. Ooh. We love to see everyone out at these events, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm glad you brought that up about money not going into pockets because I almost forgot. And I should have said it at the first of the show. Uh, have you seen those hats going around that uh, yeah Stevens the- trophies made? So Stevens Trophies made some hats that say Martin City Commissioner. I believe that there's one somewhere in this room. Is it right over there? Look to your left, Quentin. Oh, it's up there on top of the stereo. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm receiving zero cents from that, but my name is all over it, so that's kind of important. But you can uh, find them on uh, on the Facebooks. I don't see if they got a website on here or anything. They put the old man glasses on. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. No, no website on here. Just Stevens Trophies, and that is uh, S T E V E N S Trophies on the Facebook. But anyway, their hats are there. You got to sell for fifteen dollars. Get you a hat, and uh, some of you really need a hat. But anyway, there's that. But to <laughs> your uh, point, people that say, "Well, I can't afford this or that," damn. You know, one of the best things that they can do is share that shit yeah. and talk about that shit. It is so easy just to say, click, share, click, post. Mm-hmm. And that means the world. And just telling somebody about it. Right. That is free. You don't understand how much that helps, especially in this world of algorithms we live in. Right. Each click is a big damn deal. You're a producer of this show here, and I have... <laughs> the Gmail account, I mean, the uh, PayPal account, <laughs> directly tied to the Facebook account because pretty much every dollar I bring in is going right back to Facebook because mm-hmm. guess what, people? Facebook does not help 
spread the word unless you are greasing the palms. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. pure and simple how it works. Uh, you know, boots on the ground, spreading the word is great too, but in the world we live in, you've got to spend money. And I spend pretty much everything that I bring in advertising. And I think it's working. I mean, I don't know. There's an advertisement running right now in the heart of uh, Kansas City, Topeka, Lawrence area right up there. I'm not getting as much feedback on it as I had hoped, but there's still feedback on it because they want to know if Elvis is really alive or not. <laughs> uh, did you guys look up Bob Joyce? You listen to the last episode yet? No, I guess I haven't you caught, need, it, caught it yet. You need to spend some time looking up Bob Joyce. Bob Joyce. Have you heard okay. of Bob Joyce? Mm-mm. You need to look up Bob Joyce and then get back to us. All right. If Will this do. fucker is not the greatest Elvis troll impersonator tribute artist man alive, it's Elvis. <laughs> He's a preacher in Arkansas, and he sings Elvis songs at church, which a lot of them are spiritual songs. Yeah. But the cadence, dude has got it down. Mm-hmm. And why is he at Graceland? At Christmas time in 2016, being drove <laughs> up in big black SUVs, hmm. out there watering the lawn, like, like not, not at Christmas, obviously, but there was another video where he's out there with a garden hose, like spraying the out. lawn out there, and he's not hey walking out. around like he's a guest of Graceland. No. He's walking around like he owns this shit. Like comes out of the house, like he is a dad. Somebody's here to see him, and I mean it's creepy course cousin shane right now is melting down my he cousin is. is a elvis tribute artist it's not a person here no more and uh yeah he's already said don't buy into the scam which i enjoy a good scam so <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think we should continue to talk about this on every single mm-hmm. episode we need to get shane yeah. in here to talk about i it. think we should dude is the greatest elvis troll ever unless he's elvis i don't know you need, he's, he's a little too white for me elvis was more Native American looking, or whatever he was, I don't know. But um, <laughs> man, it's good. So, what did you Bob, say the guy's name? Bob Joyce. Bob Joyce. B O B O B O B. J O Y C E. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Joyce. Yeah. Anyway, I guess nice. we're getting ready to close up. Uh, make sure you go by wkopodcast.com and uh, you too can become a producer and help me uh, make Zuckerberg even more rich by paying for all this advertising. That's a that's a good sale, isn't it? Yes. Here, let's help make a billionaire even more rich. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, have you been here since I got the new computer? No, I think oh, this, is the, this is the first ah, time I've seen it in all its glory. Ah. Ooh. Ah. Yeah. Uh, 31 inches of awesome right there. So anyway, thanks impressive. for coming. Yeah, oh, thanks it, for having us. Yeah, very impressive. Thanks for having us. And uh, if we're not back... Before election times, uh, you know, we wish you the best. That's quite a ways. I think you'll be yeah. back. That's, that's right. not, everybody's like, you're kind of early on this shit, ain't you? I'm like, I want people, my name is burnt into their brain. By the time they get there, they're like, yep. uh, "Where I'm looking for Martin. Where's his name? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we got to shut Sometimes this guy I think, up. Sometimes I think that that's how things really work for, think, for a lot of people. I really it's believe it like, is. Oh, like I recognize that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I um, really believe that is how it works. Sometimes as sad as that is, huh? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of hey, sad, but it's yeah. a great technique. Yeah, I mean that's how it is in life. If it right? works, I mean, it works. Yeah, if yeah. it works, why well, try to reinvent the wheel here? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're out. Go check out uh, Edge Over Edge and 
off the edge podcast, right? Yes, yep. sir. Always, always. Thank fucked, you, always thank you for the support. Up. Yeah, man, it's a good time. Uh, I was listening to your latest one just the other day, and I got distracted about something else, so I didn't get all the way through it. So I'm sorry. I'll get there. It's okay. Thank God they don't show how far I jump dropped off here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, man. See you later.